welcome you to Porch Talk. This is an unbridled and untamed, and I have my brother from another mother, yeah, Mr. Andrew Watkins, dude. How goes it? It's been a day. Has it? Mm. Dude, I, uh, you know, ever since like this weekend is over, it's, that was like four days. Like I took off work Thursday, Friday, and then the stiff tones, they stayed, they left uh, Monday morning after uh, I had gotten up to go to work. And originally they were scheduled to leave Saturday. Really? Yeah. Well, I wonder, because, you know, I come and got those tables Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And uh, I saw them still there and I was like, oh, they must be finna leave. Yeah, so uh, Friday night, uh, Sean, the, the front man, uh, he and I were talking on the porch right before we, uh, right before we went to bed, and he was asking me. He was like, "So tell me a little bit more about tomorrow." And I was like, "Well, we're gonna have a crawfish bowl, and I invited some musicians to come up, and uh, I had two back out. Tim Higgins still made it. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I thought I think Tim's great. Mm-hmm. Um, very unique uh, style of songwriting." And uh, I he, liked, he didn't sing anything like what he what I thought. Yeah, he he like back, and this is what Monk told me. Like back in Bible study days, his band before he went to do his mm-hmm. own thing, he didn't used to sing that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so found his voice. That's mm-hmm. yeah, and that's kind of the way he put it. When I was getting to know Tim down there in Greensboro, when I had him on the show to to talk to him about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've recently found mine. Mm. Or what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Me too, actually. You it's know? crazy because, like, I found out that if I just <clears throat> scream <laughs> yeah. when I sing, it sounds better. I'm loud, but it yeah. sounds better. Uh, same. Same here. I used to... Uh, I used to try to do, like, the falsetto thing too much yeah, without, too. without knowing it, you know? Me too. Like... Our, my own version of falsetto. <laughs> back when me and Levi used to play together all the time. Like, I noticed, uh, and he still does it today, but, I mean, we don't really play together. We just send songs back and forth now. I mean, we live four hours apart. Yeah. But uh, I remember at the the latter part of me staying in Mobile and us still making music together, that uh, songs that we used to play in A, he had changed key up to B. Yeah. And it was putting a lot of stress on his voice, and you could tell that he was having to project more, yeah. and he was having to work harder, and mm-hmm. you, he couldn't play as long. He'd blow his voice. Yeah. And then, you know, after doing that for, oh, God, I don't know, three to six months, I started, there was a, uh, it, like he graduated. Yeah. Like, his, he got his voice uh, conditioned, like... Do you ever feel this? Like, you ever listen to, like, uh, you just get on, like, an incubus kick? Yeah. Or, you know, think think about somebody else that sings like Brandon Boyd, who is just, you know, really belts it. Maybe Chris yeah. Stapleton will make you do yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to singing with them, and you start trying to sing like, like them. them. Mm-hmm. And do you ever, like, feel it in your chest? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, there's three different ways of singing. You can sing with your chest, your nasal cavity, and you can sing with your throat. Mm-hmm. and be real guttural. Yeah. I guess that's what... Because I don't know how those metal people do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or as good as they do. Uh, I don't understand. I guess that would be, like, a guttural thing, right? Yeah, I, that's more of a throat. Is it? Yeah. You ever listen to throat singing? Like, Mongolian throat singing? 
Uh, I can't say I have. pretty interesting. Can't understand what they're saying, but it sounds cool. Yeah. And like that kind of throat singing is this almost like the same thing. Would it be it's like, like those screaming? Gre- Gregorian chants? Or like maybe a little bit. A little bit. They they have a lot a lot of they have a there's a heavy metal band. I don't remember their name, but they're a Mongolian throat band and they're heavy. And dude, and when I heard that is what made me realize, okay, throat singing is kinda like screaming in metal. You don't necessarily some of some people do really, really scream like loud, but some don't have to just to make a, the noise that they need to make. Because you're gonna sing it into a mic, so you can turn it up as loud as you need to. And they can adjust during you know, or while yeah. they're singing or whatever, when they practice, I guess. Yeah. But like the, the pig noises and stuff like that is not loud. It's just they're really close to the mic like this. Yeah. Where they can hear everything. Yeah. So it's, it's like So it's that. not that it's just. Yeah. It's not like. You're just right here on it. Yeah. You're up on it. Right over it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I like but yeah. It. I mean, that's, and that's one thing that I found. Um, I, I really, I believe it's through doing this podcast. Yeah. And just interviewing musicians and you know, if you hang out with enough of a certain type of people, uh I I believe that you'll become that type of person. Mhm. You know? And so I just started paying attention and I just started mimicking some of the things that I saw that I respected. Mhm. And then, you know, 6 months ago, like something unlocked for me vocally. Mhm. And um and almost like maybe a give a damn busted is like I don't care anymore. Like yeah. I try a lot harder singing now. I felt like all that time spent before I was holding back because I was kind of embarrassed to like go one hundred percent. Yeah, well, I think with me it was not knowing what's going to be there if I try to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can like, feel that. Like if you're if you're trying to like I was scared of if I would get I would get too loud and be off key or off pitch, mm-hmm. you know, or off time, you know, whatever it may be. And now I, now I, I, I feel songs more when I hear them. Like I, I feel the soul in them, which is a, a curse and a blessing, I think, because like I, I can, I can feel a song and I can feel it to its core if it has soul, if it has that attraction that I like that pulls me to it. And, and it's aggravating because I'll be going down the road and I bet I skip through about 70 songs in a day. Just because I, lo- I like them. I like because I used to like them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I can't hear them no more. I got I songs on my playlist like that. I got them in there just for nostalgia's yeah. sake, mm-hmm. but it really never because does come Because there, there will be that one day within a, a year. I'll that, be honest with you. You know, like You'll hear one something, and it'll, it'll take you back, and then you'll listen to it for a little bit. That's right. And then you go right back to f- trying to find something, mm-hmm. trying to find the next one. I mean, it's easy like a next. memory pop-up. It'd just be in this time of year. Yes. Like, oh, man, spring break. And then it's easy to play a track by Sugar Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Endless Summer or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Or Uncle Cracker. Yeah, sure. You can go there. Mm-hmm. Little John. Uh, Little Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. And that was a very prevalent thing when we were growing yes. up. I used to like listening to T-Pain. Did uh, Even though it was auto-tune. That's, that's what I was about I mean, to bring I up. Tell. I never did appreciate anyone who had... Who used auto tune? And what yeah. what it turns out that T Pain actually is a pretty good singer. Oh, he's a great singer. He won that. Sh- there's a show <coughs> comes on the Mass Singer. The Mass Singer, yeah. My little girl loves that. Every time, it don't matter who's up there, or whatever. She's dancing when they're singing. But T Pain won it one year, and it, he was he could sing. Man, he could sing, and that made actually didn't really like you were saying. 
have respect for him until I saw him sing. And yeah. I was like, okay. And, then, and my thought was that that might have been something that they stumbled upon, the auto-tune and what he sounds like on it. And the producer heard it and was like, this is what you're doing every song. You know, that is, that's going to be a weird thing that, you know, we're going to look back at the 2000s one mm-hmm. day and it's going to be the classics. Yes. And it's just going to be, for that decade, a lot of auto-tune. You know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. T-Pain started doing it. And how many people? Akon. A lot of people. I mean, a lot of people really started doing it. Like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of them use auto-tune anyway, and you just can't really tell it. It's called reverb. Yeah. Well, actually, auto-tune's a lot more than reverb. Yeah, it can. It's kind of in the same you, vein. Make you sound. If you get off just a little bit, it fixes you. Yeah. There's some talent out there, though. There's there people is. who don't need no mic singing to to be uh, be felt in the heart. Yeah. I'd listen to Chris Stapleton in an outhouse if, if that was the case. Yeah. He actually is going to be in uh, Birmingham. You want to go? When? I don't know. It's like September. Possibly. And he's got one in um, Birmingham, one at Orange Beach. Orange Beach would be tighter. I want to go to both. Just do both. I ain't never seen him live. Um, I haven't either, but I love every one of his songs. Might get me a cowboy hat to wear for that show, huh? I got a I got a plaid button up you can wear. I got some plaid. Not like this, you don't. Get some cowboy boots. It's your belt buckle. Oh yeah, now we're talking. But anyway, just back to Saturday, man, is uh, that Friday night before, Sean, he was, you know, what's the plan? I said, well, I mean, it's, the ball is in your court. What time are y'all planning on leaving tomorrow? And he's like, well, if you're going to do a crawfish bowl, we figured we would stay and wake up and leave Sunday morning. I was like, okay, that's fine. And he was like, we were talking earlier before you came out that we were going to put the yurt up, which is the equivalent of like a circus tent. Mm-hmm. Smaller version. And um, it's nice, too. Did you go in it? Mm-mm. You could stand up in there. It's kind of roomy. It's nice. Hmm. Yeah. It did look pretty cool. Yeah, we spent, after everybody left Saturday night, I mean, we spent the rest of the night out there. We brought all the guitars out there and was just yeah hanging out in a tent. <laughs> yeah, that's a, big, that's a big tent to do it in. That was seven of us in there comfortably you know yeah. uh you can put a, that's what he said he's like uh we're gonna bring uh the rock and roll circus to your backyard and i was like well, what do you mean he said do you mind if we amp up because at first we weren't even gonna use amplifiers yeah and uh I was like, yeah if that's what you want to do let's do it and we spent all day saturday you know setting the stage they mm-hmm. got that tent set uh, yeah, I had a lot of it set by the time I got there. I got there at like 12.30. Yeah, and like I, you can attest to this. I mean, if you were a big part of the day being successful, was uh, at about 10.30, uh, it was, I was, and I don't get anxious or nervous much, but uh, I was a little bit of a nervous wreck. <laughs> and then I left and I went to go get the crawfish. And I was just telling myself, you know, the whole time up there to Gordo and back, 
Uh, Chuck Tant is that guy's name. Uh, use that guy. He's got great crawfish. Yes, they're huge. Yeah, that's some of the biggest crawfish I've ever seen in my life. Which was weird because season's about to be over. They usually get smaller, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. But anyway, the, the whole the whole way there, whole way back, it's like, dude, it's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna work itself out. You know, don't don't yeah. stress over it. whatever whatever's gonna be is gonna be. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cole's running late. Um, it just feels like just everything's against us. And then, you know, 3 o'clock, I told people we were going to eat. Mm-hmm. And 3 o'clock, and we don't even have the boiler going. <laughs> and, you know, Jake comes through with a, a burner because the burner that we had wasn't going to work. And so by, you know, 4 o'clock, we finally got water beginning to boil. No music yet. <laughs> and... uh it's fine though. I mean, everybody's just kind of hanging well, we was out. out there. We was out there playing wiffle ball. Yeah, throwing, throwing football. football. Watch. Yeah. I was watching uh, your nephew and that other, that other uh, Jake's kid, Paul fight. And like, I was watching it, and it, that was entertaining. Those two kill me. Jessica, when Jessica got there, she sat down beside me. I said, "We're on about around twelve right here." <laughs> I said, uh, "I bet Kellen's got a mean sling down game." I bet she sees it every day. Oh know? yeah, probably. I don't know if they did it that much at school. She don't ever, she'd tell me if something yeah, like that happened. probably can't get away with it. I don't know. She teaches kindergarten, too, so yeah. not a whole lot of kindergartners are going to be fighting. That's true. It comes out in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it hits the fan. But yeah, we had uh, the wiffle ball and football, and, um, and it was just community. And that was something that I had really been wanting to see, and I was glad it happened in my backyard, especially, you know, coming out of the the mulligan year of 2020 is man just human to human interaction you know i've been to a couple of music festivals in 2020 the grammy party uh for jimmy duck combs and you know it was probably 150 to 200 people yeah uh black white red yellow all believe different things probably uh, believe different things politically, but none of that seemed to matter because we were all there for the same reason to enjoy music and eat, break, yeah. break bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, very simple uh, concept, and it works every time. Yeah, just like it worked out there. Hey, I want to feed you, and I want to play you some music. Mm-hmm. Cool. What time? You know. Yeah, it was definitely it was fun. Yeah. Do we ever get all the balls off the top of the house? No, there's, and the thing about that is, like, there's probably still balls left on top of that roof from when I was a kid because we got a lot of balls stuck up there then, you know. Hmm. We had to go get it. Probably go up there. Ain't no telling what you'll find. That blitz ball or something else. You see, do you play with that? That blitz ball? Was was that the green ball? Yeah. The one that looks like a honeycomb. That thing got knocked on the roof quick. Yeah. It's like honeycomb looking all around it, and you can throw. A curveball that breaks four foot. It's ridiculous. Oh, I'll bet those kids were having a hard time with trade pitching. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back on Feeling loud 
Huh? I said, I wish we got the drums out there and had it set up where we could play with them. Saying, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. I, mean, I, 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 can hold, I can hold time. I might not do no fancy rolls or nothing. The only thing about that drum set is it's recording. I don't have any cymbals, and currently I don't have a snare. So, uh, well, be a little hard. Be a little difficult to do. I'm gonna get you a snare for your birthday. I've been meaning to get the rest of it assembled since I got it. It's just um, yes. I got so much money I set aside, you know, each payday. You just need to bring them over to my house. Yeah, and just forget about them. Just you can come play them anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know where the keys at? If you don't, I'll show you. Uh yeah, we, we'll probably end up doing that just to get. Kind of tired of having them in this room, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, it takes up a lot. It's a drum set, but they're yeah. pretty. That's I've a been, good, that's I've a been good playing set. on them a little it's bit. Pearls. Not them, but I've been playing drums a little bit, trying to get a little better. And it, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be, but it still ain't easy. I ask you this: is uh, this reason why I set it up in this room is because I'm in here all the time? Is uh, if I didn't have that guitar laid out right here where it is? Let's say I put it up in its case. Yeah. After each time I played it, it'd stay in the case. Yeah. I wouldn't play it. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. Like personality-wise, yeah. is like uh, look out. look at these books. Like if I'm not intentional about like putting a book on my nightstand, yeah, it won't get read. Mm-hmm. Like it'll just it'll just sit on the shelf. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I've got to be very intentional like with what I do. You know. You want a guitar hook? Sure. I got this one. I ain't sitting in my floor in my bedroom. I That'd be ideal for right there. That's what I'm saying. You can hang it up right there, and then it would be out of the floor. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's... What we can do is we can string some cable across the top. We use a hoist pulley. Raise the drums up. They're out of the floor. That will, that, I'm, I'm down with that, yeah. We can do it. Raise them up. Yeah, Totally. We'll make this. Uh, we'll make this room look show enough wild. So much room for activities. <laughs> yeah, so much room for activities. Oh, but man, here it is Thursday, and man, I, I'm still thinking about the weekend. That is, uh, if you would have told me, and Cole called, said it that day, he's like, if I would have told you that you would be doing this three years later after starting a podcast, that you would meet these people through having a podcast who yeah. you had no business meeting yeah and you would be throwing a festival for friends mm-hmm. and family and then for them to actually show up mm-hmm. as many as they did i didn't expect that many people to show up yeah i was a good number it's a good number yeah i that is you know uh sean was he's like how many people are you expecting i was like i mean i've invited like 100 people but realistically i mean it might just be us yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. we'll see and he's like, I know what you mean, man. Yeah, that's that's oh, just yeah. how it works. Yeah, he knows. Definitely. As much as they told me, uh, we was talking about how much they've been traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know. They got experience. Experience. Well, man, I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, um, I mean, just go, what's going on uh, just right now in the world? Like, um, 
We got a stinking gas sh- shortage right now. I don't believe it. You don't believe we do? I mean, so the only, only, reason, only reason they're out of gas is because people freaked out and went and bought it. Well, I don't know. I it's mean, a supply and demand thing. If the, if the demand doesn't go up, the supply won't either. Well, you got to have it. But you, you got to have the gas, but the so supply is like, like toilet paper full. in this regard. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They say the pipeline got uh, hijacked by um, Russian people. Yeah, we blame everything on Russia. Why not? Yeah. Um, they said they're going to have to shut down for a week. Yeah, and it's going on today's day five. I think. Yeah. Wait, six. I think it happened last Friday. What's crazy to me is like, I read a lot of news. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I read a lot of news. And um, CNN Business called this on April 28th, exactly like 10 days before it actually happened. They called a shortage on gas, and then the cyber attack happened on that pipeline. Huh. And, I, you know, yeah. I got friends that work at, like, Chevron down in, yeah. on, in Pascagoula. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's legit. There is a short. Hmm. In that area, or well, I mean, it's that whole pipeline. It's the whole southeast. Oh yeah. Well, there's more than one though. I mean, 17 states have already declared a state of emergency. Really? Mm-hmm. I was looking at the stats. Like we're good right now. Alabama had 2.09 percent of their gas stations being out of gas. Mississippi had like 1.89, and I might have those two states flip flop. Georgia. And North Carolina was the worst, too, this morning. And I'm sure it's only gotten worse. Yeah. And a lot of the podcasts I was listening to today, um, they were all reporting uh, what I just told you, that uh, North Carolina is quickly running out of gas. I mean, and, and you know, you want a way to totally cripple an economy? Hmm. Try going to work on, uh, just walk, especially. Like, think about us. I got a horse. You're going to need new shoes after that one. It'll be a hell of a ride. Yeah, well, I would camp out all week and then come home on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just take my hammock and all the stuff I need. And I would, they, Packard's sitting on 400 acres, and ain't all 400 acres got a building on it. I ask you something. So I just go out in the woods and it's like, camp. What are these people doing? Are they they just on their lunch break? It's like, you know, the, uh, the frontage road? Mm-hmm. Like, there'll be people just parked, like, all around packed car, just right off that front road, like, at 530. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? they just on break? Yeah. About there in the and morning they just or in the afternoon? In the afternoon. Yeah, they're on their smoke break. Okay, and they have to leave the property? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, always, I was like, why do they always just get right off property? Now, that makes sense now. Yeah, they, they got to, because it's a tobacco-free facility. Yeah. What 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 did I talk to you about when you first walked in? Or what what was the first thing we started talking about today? When I came in, yeah. And we come back here. I said we was talking about something. Can't remember. Oh, wild lettuce. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's go. Have you? Do you know what wild lettuce is? I don't. You don't. Well, I mean, what is this? We're talking about the ganja? Let me tell No, 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 no. No, no, like actual wild lettuce. Like lettuce, you know how you put lettuce (coughs) on a cheeseburger? That's right. You got that kind of lettuce. Well, this is the wild kind. So that's tame lettuce? It's, what it is, is it's 
it looked i've been cutting them down for years i didn't know what they was but they can grow like seven foot tall and it's like a stalk it's hollow in the middle and the leaves kind of look like a water oak not a water oak the you know the long skinny oak tree i can't i guess it might, might be a water oak i think that is a water oak but uh it it the leaves kind of look like that but if you take that plant and you cut the leaves off and you cut the stalk off and you put it in a crock pot now this ain't the plant that comes up and makes that purple blossom no that's a thistle that's poison yeah you don't don't or it hurts don't, like hell anyway don't don't mess with that this it just grows like at the edge of my yard it's all around my house but when you cut all that up and put it in a crock pot and put some water in it you boil every, even when you pull a leaf off it'll bleed like white stuff like milk looking stuff yeah you sad. boil all that down and it's like a it looks like a real strong coffee color and anytime you're in pain you take a little sip take a shot a shot of it like th- there's just trying to book. do some like into the wild stuff and no no from, listen like, there's, there's a book that uh and i can't remember the name of the book exactly but it's like a, a old timey survival book that tells like stuff that the Indians did and and like our ancestors did that was here in the 17, 1800s or whatever we come over. You know, they didn't have what we have today. They Obviously. didn't have ibuprofen, Advil, leave, whatever, Pepto Bismol. They had to find things you imagine to tearing, make things work. You imagine work tearing your ACL in that time? Oh, you, you, you'd, you'd be you're dead. worthless. You did. I mean, you pretty much just. A cripple you can't you can't walk you can't but i don't know if i mean we don't know how exactly how much that happened back then yeah i mean they were I mean, built for it they right? might have been more conditioned and then you got to think about what we was talking about on the last episode with the genetics you know then how the, the further along we go the worse genetics are getting so you're talking 200 years that's a lot of genetics. what are you and i talking mm-hmm. about like the way our mouths have changed mm-hmm. that like yep having our wisdom teeth cut out that that didn't, didn't have used to, have, to be natural yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah that's what happens when your head gets smaller the worse your genetics are so having a meathead's a good thing yeah i guess so you're the top of the food chain yeah there's a guy i work with he's his head he wears like a, a tin and like a the fitted hats you know holy hell yeah i work like a seven and three quarter he did the he did the dna thing or whatever and it come back that he was like 95 percent, and it was some kind of caveman neanderthal yeah that's it yeah that's it ain't we all no i'm welsh 63 percent. how the hell are you come back 95 percent neanderthal i think I, he needs to do another test well it might not have been that high but it was majority of that and they said that that's the most they've seen they sent him a special letter said that's the most they've seen uh in anybody in his uh, i don't know area area or whatever and that there usually isn't that much percentage, that high percentage of whatever it was. I don't know what it was. But, That's interesting. Uh, he's a cool guy. Neanderthal. Yeah, big head. <laughs> God love him. Uh, but yeah, uh, back to what you were, you know, going back to 1700s, and so you're looking at this wild lettuce just for like home remedies. Yeah, well, I mean, I was on YouTube just scrolling, and it popped up wild lettuce, and I was like, what is this? And it was some kind of, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was Matt something, um, Survival or something like that. I don't know. But he was talking about it, and it caught my eye because it had, you know how on YouTube the videos have a picture of something that's in the video. 
and it looked just like what I had been cutting down yeah. with, with a weed eater. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, click. And I watched it. And went from there? Mm-hmm. Have you tried it? Does it work? I haven't tried it yet. I have not. I got I got some. See, I'm. there's a certain time of year that it, it says, the guy said it's the strongest or whatever. And it's when it's about to bloom because it has, it looks like weird at the bottom, but then at the top, it looks like two plants put together pretty much. Huh. Like it looks like a different stemmed beast. And it's got little buds on it. I don't know what time of year that is. He didn't say. But we'll find out. Yeah. I thought about buying that book uh, that I was telling you about too because that would, to me, I mean, be worth it. Think, yeah, things like that I are mean, definitely worth it. If Even if, I mean, not saying we'd ever have to use it, but just to know it, you know, to know that this is how people got to where they are. Well, I mean, you know, people make fun of, like, doomsday preppers and, like, these peoples who have, um, you know, just say they have, like, a, a ridiculous amount of guns and ammunition or if they have a safe, like, room yeah. in their home. You probably know. Look at this. That's what it looks like. Oh, yeah, I know that plant. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, like, you know, if you just took it and broke it, there's a lot of that. Yeah, it's got, yeah, I know that plant. Yeah. See, I haven't tried it yet, but, uh. But, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody, everybody likes making fun of those type of people. Yeah, but right? they'll be the ones living. And, yeah, and they, you know, the first thing you want to do is like, oh, it's conspiracy theorists. It's like really, like, just go back to this is simple, is the toilet paper crisis. Mm-hmm. We didn't have it, even though there wasn't any at the store. We had some here. Yeah, wasn't an issue. Why? Because we had some. Mm-hmm. We were prepared. Be like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know that there's going to be a toilet paper crisis? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, why do you? Just let it run out. Well, I mean, that's something that yeah. you're going to need, you know. Stock up. Yeah. Same with food. Um, I mean, what do you think about, like, just with, uh, I mean, this pipeline stuff, it's going to have an impact on the economy. And, like, we're already, like, seeing same trends as what we saw in 2008 with Occupy Wall Street. With, I mean, there's going to be inflation, inflation followed by probably recession, right? Yeah. It's like, did what you, I mean, what do you do with the devaluation of a dollar? Yeah. Did and you, then, uh, and it, huh? huh? Go ahead. I mean, and everybody is like beginning to look at cryptocurrency, and even some people are going back to precious metals. Like, I know a lot of people who are buying gold, silver, and copper right now. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who are investing in crypto. And I know a lot of people who are saving their money. And I, I, I think that's foolish because, like, it's just fiat. Yeah. Like, right. what's it backed by? Nothing. A gun? Yeah. That's why. That's what it's backed by. Yeah. Industrial military complex. Mm-hmm. Petra, which leads to violence. It always leads to violence. Yeah. You know what fixes that? Bitcoin. Yeah. There's only... There's only 21 million in existence. And right now, there's not that many. There's a cap. There's a set limit of how many can exist. Yeah. The value continues to increase. The value of lumber continues to increase. Pretty 
they pretty much coincide currently. Um, what does that tell you about the actual fiat, the American dollar? If everything else is rising in value and it's not, yeah, that's not good. That's inflation. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. We're gonna be like uh, Germany was during World War Two. The kids are gonna have it banded up, and just playing, building brick houses out of it. Yeah, yeah I remember seeing those pictures. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Like. Uh, I mean, we're sitting here talking about, like, doomsday preppers. We're talking about, like, a failing economy. Yeah. Uh, Israel and Gaza's going at it. You know, I heard uh, or I read something uh, today. No, I was watching something as well. There was a meeting back in January. I can't remember exactly who was between, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, uh, UN kind of atmosphere uh-huh. a bunch of different countries they had a meeting talking about putting like resetting the money oh the globalists yeah that's who you're talking about resetting the money yeah that's the build and back putting better it to where it can all, and putting it to where it can be all one thing yeah yeah I think they would go with a fiat because you can't control bitcoin it's too easy to Somebody find out a way to hack something. No, you know, a buddy of mine sent me this article the other day. It was talking about quantum computing could just rob everybody of their Bitcoin. No, you can't. Yeah, you don't know enough about it if you say something like that. And then someone say, well, if the Internet, if you shut down the Internet, it wouldn't exist. That's not true either. It's in the satellites now. It's everywhere. You can't escape Bitcoin. Bitcoin is literally uh, self its existence is based upon itself now. It is not like people say that it's not real, that you can't hold it in your hand. Yes, you can. It's a real thing. It is digital, but like if you have a wallet, it's coded. You could walk through an airport butt naked, and if you know your code to your digital wallet that has your crypto, you could be a, a, walking around a billionaire butt-ass naked. Mm-hmm. You don't have a dollar you don't have a thing on you yeah look homeless billionaire <laughs> crazy how that works and yeah. like just just saying that sounds funny but uh i mean i think that's the future i don't know um i don't know what that'll look like with globalists and i think we're moving that direction quickly uh i don't know are you familiar with the fourth turning mm so uh, it's a good book to check out. Specifically, if you can, just pull up Chapter 6 and check that out. It, it kind of talks about what we went through last year. It talks about, it's just predictions. This book was written years ago, and it talks about, like, uh, there will be a worldwide uh, virus, and it will it'll kill quite a few people, mm-hmm. and that uh, world leaders, it specifically focuses on the, Anglo-Saxon and specifically focuses on uh, United States history and they say that uh, there's four seasons uh, over an 80 year period of time and so the beginning of the season that we're in now or the the turning was 1945 Mm. what happened then? 1945 is that when uh Israel something ended oh yeah world war mm-hmm. two 
And so you have, that's the spring. That is the, the awakening. And then 20 years pass, give or take, you move into summer. Mm-hmm. And then what's kind of fueled by summer is it's kind of like the hippie area. It's hippies, right? Mm. You think about uh, the 60s and going into the 70s uh, with Woodstock and this movement mm. of people. Uh, what was their uh, tool of warfare? Uh, it was argument. Like there, there was mm. a lot of arguments going on. And, you know, it was a lot for uh, a lot of the rights that we enjoy today. It started right there. Yeah. And then you move into fall, which was around the time period that we were born. We were born in a crisis. And that is like, thank your millennials, your Gen Xers. What are we on now? What is Carly a Gen Z? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you have you have boomers who kicked it off, and then you have millennials. Was it is Generation Y in there somewhere? Zennials uh, or I, something? I don't know. Anyway, you have five generations involved. Well, the millennials and Gen Xers, uh, they were both born in crisis. Think about everything that we've lived through. Uh, we had a terrorist attack, 9-11. Uh, 2008, we had a recession. We had Occupy Wall Street. Uh, and that's when we were entering the workforce. The economy yeah. was trash. Yeah, gas. And now we're, yeah, and now we're going, we're walking right back into that again. And But they say that, 2025 to 2028 but most of the people who are into like the fourth turning mm-hmm. are really into 2025 and that will be coming out of winter and we'll start a brand new utopia um and that the millennials and the gen xers will lead the charge and we'll be you know uh the millennials they'll be going into their 50s and they'll be in you know early to late 40s we'll be in our late 30s early to late 40s Mm -hmm. and we'll be the people in leadership and we'll kind of redesign this new world that we live in because it's usually winter with these seasons it ends with war and a lot of bloodshed Mm. and i mean look at what everything's popping off right now yeah yeah i was watching all Four or five videos a day of missiles hitting in towns, and oh yeah, I read about how many people's been killed and how many innocent. There was a lot of innocent people, but I saw a video. Of, I don't. I think it was an Israeli army guy was fixing to throw a grenade at medics hmm. of the other side, and uh, as soon as he went to throw the camera, like turned to him mm-hmm. and he put the grenade down by his hand I was like wait a minute now, if he was fixing to throw that it was probably ready to go <laughs> but I don't, I don't know how a grenade works you pull well, the pin you pull the yeah, pin but, but like as, as long, long as, you as you're holding your, the thing you're alright I guess okay. I never I never had one I would like to have a box of them I'd like to throw one I'd go kill some turtles oh we'd have a fish fry or well, some kind of whatever's left yeah yeah so I don't know. I mean, like, what do you think about like that fourth turn and, and like? That's pretty interesting. I don't think I'm going to go read it. And there's there's types of people. So like your boomers, uh, just this turning, uh, they're they're called nomads. Mm. Um, they're just passing through. And then you have the the next generation, which would be like your zennial millennials. Um, they are called the heroes. 
And then our generation, they're called the artist. And then the upcoming generation, Carly's generation, um, they are, uh, and I'm blanking on that, I forgot what they're called. But it kind of makes sense, like, if you look at how things went with the last turning. Yeah. You can kind of see how things play out. And they say that history doesn't repeat itself, but I would say that it definitely rhymes. Oh, yeah. yeah, it does. What did you say the name of the... It's called The Fourth Turning. The Fourth Turning. Mm-hmm. Could I look it up? Yeah, check it out. It's, it's uh, Like I say, if, if you only read Chapter 6, it would be... Uh, very ominous on uh, to the year 2020 with everything that they predicted that came exactly true. <laughs> like almost verbatim. Yeah. And th- these are just two history nerds that got together and like, like I said, they took Anglo-Saxon history. I think they go back to, all the way back to Etruscan, mm-hmm. cover Roman, and like you can just follow the collapse. It happens every 80 years. Yeah. It's kind of like with Jeepers Creepers, like he only comes back yeah. so many years kind of thing. 23 years. Yeah, whatever, you know. 20, 23, 27, something. Yeah. Anyway. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Check it out. That's I will. Anything else, dude? I think I'm good, man. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here. All right. Y'all be good out there. <laughs> Peace out. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask you to rate and review the show. Give it five stars on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on. I am trying to get the YouTube page up to 100 subscribers so that we can live stream like we do for uh, Untapped and Vinyl on Facebook. And... I'm trying to do a whole lot more. I need your help. If you would just subscribe, uh, you can uh, look my name up. You can look Porch Talk up. It should lead you to the logo that you know my face in the neon. If you would do that for me. Thank you. All right. So the music that you heard was uh, Sipsy by Will Stewart. That was off his album County Seat. And we're going to close out the show with uh, a little demo of a song of mine that was inspired by Will Stewart. It's called Far Away. Super Tramp. Parenthetical. Here's the demo. Peace out. Check, check. same place I was last year I was hell-bent on some saving grace Fear became a virtue And that took you away It never changes anything And my heart grew cold And you, you slipped away Far 
found some land that no one's on I'm gonna build my house in the ground I'll sow the truth slowly fade to gray tramp I can't stay like super tramp too weird to live too strange to die far away I don't want no party yesterday And I found me a dog He can sit and stay We'll be far We Far We Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.